Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Kevin Borba again. And Peyton Jarvis. This week, we're doing college football, because college football starts next week. I'm week so zero. Ex- I'm so excited, Kevin. It's week zero. We got Florida versus Miami and Arizona versus Hawaii. We'll see who wins. But first, we're going to tell you who wins each of the Power Five conferences. So we're going to go through all five of the conferences, give you a winner, who to look out for, and then we're going to talk about who we have in the playoff at the end of the season. And then we're going to tell you our Heisman winner. So to start us off, we're going to start with the ACC, where I have the defending national champions, the Clemson Tigers, led by Trevor Lawrence, a.k.a. Sunshine. Sunshine. They have won the ACC four years in a row. Trevor Lawrence is only a sophomore, so they have about two more years of pure dominance left in them probably. He had almost 3,300 yards last season with 30 touchdowns and four interceptions, and that he didn't even start the whole season as they had Kelly Bryant for a quick minute. Um, they also have an All-American running back in Travis Etienne, who's also a Heisman contender, with two great wide receivers in T. Higgins and Justin Ross. I have them beating Virginia. What about you? See, I like Clemson a lot this year. I think Trevor Lawrence has the talent. I think he's got the weapons around him to be dangerous. Uh, strength of schedule is not hard at all. I mean, ACC and then out of conference, it's A&M, Charlotte, and Wofford. A&M will be a good game. A&M will be a good game, but Wofford? Wofford's good at basketball. At basketball, yeah. They got the best three-point shooter in history, but he's not going to be able to help on the football field. That's true. And then I have them playing. It's either going to be Miami or Virginia. I don't think Virginia Tech is dangerous enough to contend for the ACC title. I do think Clemson's going to come into the championship game with one loss on the season. To who? I think Syracuse. I think Syracuse is going to do it again. I don't think Tommy DeVito has it in him. I think Syracuse will be good this year. They'll have a couple losses, probably to Clemson, and someone else, probably maybe. A, do they play Virginia? Uh, no. So they'll just lose to Clemson. But other than that, I don't think Clemson is that going to be that challenged at all until they get to the ACC championship game. And even then, I still think Virginia is way undermatched compared to them. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to Miami, I don't think Miami is going to be that good this year. They have a new coach. Um, they have a freshman at quarterback who only played a few snaps last year. So I'll be interesting to see if he's the quarterback throughout the season or if someone like Tate Martell sticks through and tries to stay on the team or if he'll transfer again. And Clemson this year has seven returning offensive starters in an offense that won the national championship and four returning starters on the defensive side of the ball. They handily won that championship too. Yeah. And when it comes to their defense, they did lose a lot of a lot of players to the NFL draft, but at the same time, they're just um, bumping up the next five-star player to, to come in and help their lineup. Mm-hmm. So moving on to the Big 12. Big 12. All right, so I think personally that this is a no-brainer. Oklahoma's going to handily win the Big 12. That's not true at all. As, as You don't even have a quarterback. Kevin, we got three quarterbacks. You don't know who your quarterback is, though. The only person who knows is Lincoln Riley, and I'm going to tell you it's going to be Jalen Hurts to start the year. But watch out for Spencer Rattler, who, by the way, QB1 is now live on Netflix where you can go follow Spencer Rattler. And you can go see why he got kicked off the team. Yeah, that's no one really knows. But Oklahoma, I think, is going to lose one game throughout the year in the regular season. Not sure to who, because... It could be to UCLA because I'm going to be at that game. It could be to Texas. It could even be to Houston on opening Sunday night. So Caden, even though it was a diehard OU fan, is OU's kryptonite. So every game that Caden's been to, they've lost. I went to a game when I was about seven. Went and watched them play UCLA. 
We lost to that game. Uh, two years ago, when Baker Mayfield was there, I was like, I'm going to go to an Oklahoma game, visit my sister who went to school there. Uh, I'm going to go to an easy game. I go to when we play Iowa State at home, and we lost that one because our defense is also our kryptonite. Maybe it's not just me. It's definitely just you. you you've been to how many games? Three? Four? Three, and then I went to the Rose Bowl against Georgia, and... We all, we all know how that turned out. And so I firmly believe if we win that game, we win the national. I don't know. Okay, firmly no, believe it. No, Alabama would smack you. No. Anyway, they smacked you last year. Yeah, but we didn't have Baker Mayfield. Okay, it was a, it's a different feel with Kyler and Baker. It's it two totally different people. However, I don't know why Caden thinks he needs to go to this game. I think if they lose, you should stop going to the games. I, I think I need to probably just stop being a fan. I mean. If they lose to UCLA, who's probably going to have a DTR at quarterback again, who will be a true sophomore Good running back. with a lot of young people around him, I think Caden should stop going if they UCLA's lose. UCLA is going to have a great running back, though. And we all know how Oklahoma's defense fares with running backs. Uh, running backs? It's just offensive talent in general. Puka Williams last year. He almost beat you by himself. He did. So now to my pick for the Big 12, what's actually going to happen I think Sam Ellinger was right after the Sugar Bowl win against Georgia. I think Texas is back, and I have them winning the Big 12 over Oklahoma because Sam Ellinger had a great season last year with 41 touchdowns, 25 passing, 16 rushing. Um, he, The only person he trailed behind overall, like stats-wise, in Texas history was Colt McCoy, who is the GOAT of Texas football. Didn't win a Heisman. It's okay. Didn't need one. And then they have Keontae Ingram, a running back, who's added some muscle, who allowed what will which will allow him to stay healthy and probably break more tackles. So he might be more elusive this year than last year. Um, last year, Texas didn't have a single play over 50 yards on offense, which we still want. We still went 10 and four, which is pretty good considering that we didn't have like electric plays. But I do think Texas will be a lot better. Um, they did lose a little Jordan Humphrey at wide receiver, but their wide receiver core will consist of a six seven Malcolm Epps a 6'4", Brennan Eagles, and Devin Duvernay, who was voted one of the fastest players in the nation. And the defense did lose eight starters, which that'll be hard to replace. But at the same time, our defense was not that great last year. So no. I think the guys stepping in will um, eclipse their production from last year and probably even shine more because yeah. they have a lot of defensive backs that are five stars and like guys ready to play. Let me go back to Oklahoma a little bit. So... I Right now, I would say the biggest question mark is our offensive line. We know the defense is not a question mark. We know what's going to happen with them. Our offensive line lost four, uh, lost four starting offensive line to the NFL. We have one returner in Creed Humphrey who's going to be a great center. Uh, but Bill Bedenbaugh is probably the best offensive line coach in the country. Oklahoma's had question marks before when they lost... Um, Sterling Shepard, it was, oh, who's going to be the outside threat? D.D. Westbrook comes in, has two great years, Heisman finalist. Then Baker comes in. We lose him. Oh, who's going to replace Baker? Kyler Murray wins the Heisman. So now there's another question mark at quarterback, but they always fill it. Also, Kennedy Brooks returning as a running back. Trey Sermon returning as a running back. I mean... It's, it's going to be unstoppable. It's not going to be Oklahoma simply because their defense is terrible. Well, then it is going to be Oklahoma. We're, they we're they got a that. new coach. Their quarterback, if it is Jalen Hurts, can't throw. 
He can't throw that well, at least. He did show some signs of being able to throw. But if it's Spencer Rattler, who Caden thinks is going to win the job, Mm -hmm. Spencer Rattler is a young quarterback who did get kicked off his high school football team, which has nothing to do with this. For unknown reasons. He's inexperienced. And then they also have Tanner Mordecai, who has never played. So they have a lot of guys who, besides Jalen Hurts, there are other two guys that they're going to rely on, have not played. And then Jalen Hurts, you don't know if he's going to be able to hang in this air raid offense. So I really don't think that Oklahoma is going to be as good. When you lose your whole offensive line besides one guy, that's a recipe for disaster. And do they have guys ready to go at offensive line? Yes. Bill Bedenbaugh will have them ready to go. And also the recruiting class coming in, we have the three top wide receivers from the class. That'll help replacing Jalen. That'll help Spencer. I mean, the weapons are endless. They tight end Grant Grant Calcaterra. I just don't think Oklahoma's got it in them. I think, I think their defense, their lack of defense, bites them in the ass this year again. It always bites them in the ass. And even though they have great offense, they're never able to move past that hump because their defense does nothing. So Oklahoma won't win a championship until they actually have a defense that can defend. I do like the defensive coordinator Alex Grinch though. Speed D coming in. He says bookie Brendan Radley Hiles is our best defensive player, which did not show last year. But to be fair, they moved him from cornerback to safety in a position he's never played. Last year, Kenneth Murray returning. Last year, Bookie was the worst player on that defense. I could and even even got benched. So if he's your best player, that's rough, and that's why you won't make it. I could have played better defense because our defense was giving up 45 yards a play. All I would have had to do hold them. That's 15 yards. I got 30 yards on him. There you go. 30-yard differential. So we're obviously just going to disagree on that, so we're not going to continually argue because we all know I'll win just because Texas is about that life. We have better offensive players, better defensive players coming in. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, Kevin. So moving on to the Big Ten, um, I think the Big Ten is kind of up for grabs. I think the conference is definitely going to take a hit in talent this year. I have Ohio State winning over Northwestern. Um, I do think Northwestern will be better than they were last year, even though they lost Clayton Thorson. They did get Hunter Johnson, the transfer from Clemson, who at one point was a five-star quarterback. And I do think Ohio State, with their new head coach, Ryan Day, and Justin Fields, the Georgia transfer, who is a pure athlete who could throw and run, I think he's a better version of JT Barrett. I think he's more athletic than JT Barrett, and I do think he'll be one of the best Ohio State quarterbacks in recent history. Um, They did get... Are they decided to go to co-defensive coordinators, which will help their defense, who was really struggling last year against teams that they should not have had issues with, like Purdue. And they brought in Jeff Hafley, who worked the 49ers, and will bring a cover three look. They talked about this in the the and like the date the Dayton Tribune, I believe it was called, a lot about how he's going to bring in a cover three look that will make it really hard on quarterbacks to read if it's man or zone coverage. So that should help. And then they it also helps to have a potential top five NFL prospect and Chase Young on the defensive line to make up for not having a Bosa brother. This is the first time not having a Bosa brother in recent memory. And they also have young DBs like Kevon Pope and Seven ba- Bates. Oops, Bates, sorry. They have been staying out in camp, returning each. They each have a pick six. So let's see if they can hold up to the name and prove that Ohio State is DBU. I disagree. I think Michigan's going to... It's going to be Michigan and, oh gosh, um, Nebraska, Scott Frost. You think they're going to win it all? You think they're going to go from four wins to conference champions? I don't think, no, I think Michigan's going to beat them. I just don't see the Big Ten West being able to 
compete with the East. See, I was going to go with Michigan as well, but my problem with Michigan is Shea Patterson did not prove to be the gunslinger that they thought they were getting out of Ole Miss. And they've also said that they're going to be using a two-quarterback system with Shea Patterson and Dylan McCaffrey, which we all know a two-quarterback system never works. Ask Notre Dame when they had Deshaun Kaiser and Malik Zaire. And then they also lost Chase Winovich, Devin Bush, and then Rashawn Gary off their defense. So can Michigan really be the best team in the Big Ten if they can't even beat Ohio State? I like Donovan Peoples-Jones. I like him too, but they haven't beat Ohio State since Jim Harbaugh has coached there. I think if they lose to Ohio State this year, I think he might get fired. Really? Well, that, that, there, there was no on the hot seat. There was no reason to fire their previous coach if he wasn't beating Ohio State, and then you hire Jim Harbaugh. He's not beating Ohio State, so what's the point to have him take the team over to travel abroad? Is that the only thing that they're getting out of him? I think. I think Ohio State has more talent, but I think Michigan, it's always going to be a close game when the two play. Really? My bad. <laughs> It'll always be a close game? Except for that, what, last year or the year before? It was last year. Last year. It's just a disaster. I don't think Michigan has it in them. I think they're maybe a year or two away from beating Ohio State. I don't think the addition of Justin Fields for Ohio State helps Michigan's case. So we'll just have to wait and see, but I definitely have Ohio State destroying Michigan when they play, and I have them winning the Big Ten Championship. And their schedules are pretty even, too. Both their non-conference matchups, Michigan's non-conference are Middle Tennessee, an Army, and Notre Dame. Ohio State plays Florida Atlantic, Cincinnati, and Miami of Ohio. They have some, I would say, light non-conference. Very light. So that, that, light is Clemson. That should help. I mean, well, I mean yeah, you got to schedule those cupcake games, but... <laughs> Moving on to the Pac-12, this conference oh, cool. is interesting just because the problem with the Pac-12 is they all beat up on each other because nobody's really that good to pull pull away and be like the decisive like number one rank uh, team in that conference, like a Clemson or Alabama and the SEC, which we'll get to later. The Pac-12 is so far behind everybody else. The Pac-12 might get disbanded in a few years. Who knows? Or teams might leave. But I have not a lot of people are talking about this, but I have Utah winning the Pac-12. I like it. I like it. They won the Pac-12 South for the first time since joining the conference in 2011, last year. They have a great defensive line with Lecky Fotu, a 6'5", 335-pound defensive tackle. And then they also have Bradley Anei, who led the Pac-12 in sacks with eight last year. And on offense, they have a great running back in Zach Moss, who's had two consecutive 1,000-yard seasons. And then they'll get Tyler Huntley back, who suffered an injury last season, which only allowed him to play nine games. So I do think that with the addition, or not the addition, but the re-addition of Tyler Huntley and Zach Moss and their new offensive coordinator who's going to allow Huntley to utilize his running ability, I do think that they'll be able to beat the likes of teams like Oregon, who I think is overrated. Me, thank you, Kevin. And very wa- passionate Washington, I thought about picking Washington, but I don't even know who their quarterback is yet. It's either between Jacob Eason or Jake Hayner. It's tough to see or it's tough to know who's going to be the starter, or it's hard to pick them to win the conference if you don't even know who the quarterback is. Maybe Stanford could come out of the North. Stanford's definitely been a team that has had a lot of hype with KJ Costello at quarterback and a lot of big targeted wide receivers like Osiris St. Brown, one of the many St. Brown brothers in the college football ranks. Um, I don't think UCLA will do anything. Um, USC has an interesting season ahead of them. I do think Clay Helton is definitely on the hot seat. Um, I don't know if JT Daniels fits their new offense with Graham Harrell coming over as offensive coordinator. They're supposed to have Cliff Kingsbury, but they got Graham Harrell, who's 
the next best thing. He's going to go to the air raid offense. And then Arizona is also interesting with a Khalil Tate. But I do not think any of these teams are going to move past one another just because they don't have what it takes to win all their pack, their conference games. And while we're talking about the Pac-12, I think we need to give a quick shout-out. Quick shout-out to Mustafa Johnson, Turlock High alum, um, led the, or was tied for the lead in sacks in the Pac-12 last season. And honestly, I think he'll make it to the NFL eventually, probably this year or the next year. He's going to have a big year this year. He's an Aaron, Aaron Donald-type player. If you ever watch a Colorado game, you should look out for not only LaVisca Chanel on offense, but also Mustafa Johnson on defense. With how good Mustafa is and how bad these offensive lines are, I mean, he's going to tear it up. He's going to tear it up. I don't think his team will tear it up because they have Colorado. they have a weak-ish team, but don't sleep on them. They, they have a new coach. Maybe they could bring some new energy and a new outcome to the season. Do we want to talk about Oregon real quick? You could, t- you could go off on Oregon because they are overrated. Justin Herbert, he's had issues with not only being an unspoken leader, which is something you don't want a quarterback to do. Um, I read an article saying that the coach made him say something to a player after each play because he doesn't talk to anybody. And he's an injury prone. And he has he'll, he will be a four-year starter, but it's not like he's accomplished anything in his four years. Like He, he hasn't led Oregon to the success that Marcus Mariota had. No. And everybody's saying, oh, they're having 12 returning offensive starters. But those offensive starters didn't do anything. Last year, they went 5-4 and four in the Pac-12. 5-4. and four. Is that really who you think it's going to... A lot pe- of people think they're going to make it to the playoff. People have them as a top-10 team right now. They're not even going to make it to the Pac-12 championship. It's... Oh, oh my gosh, Kevin. I, I don't know. I don't know what people think. They, they'll have a great running back in C.J. Verdell. They'll have Justin Herbert. But I really don't think Oregon's... I don't think Oregon's where they used to be yet. No. I'll tell you what, though. Week 1, August 31st, we're going to see if they're really about it or not. Auburn in Texas. I just think they'll beat Auburn that week because Auburn isn't sure who their quarterback is, and they're missing Anthony Schwartz, a speedy wide receiver. And Gus Malzahn is on the hot seat as well. Um, I don't know if he'll be calling the plays this season, but if he has a rough season this year, he's definitely getting the boot out of Auburn. If this struggling Auburn team beats Oregon, they're, they're done. Well, I don't think they're going to do anything anyway. So, no. I mean, they'll be done. They'll, they're done to start with, in my opinion. And by the way, I have a history of predicting these things. What was it two years ago or last year when they said Florida State was a top five team? I said that they were going to lose three out of their first four games. Their quarterback got hurt, but I think even if he didn't get hurt, they still would have lost those three games. Florida State's another team that used to be like a blue, a blue bud type program that was we're used to seeing win and i don't think they'll win this year either um i do think willie taggart has a a tough job ahead of him with the team he was been dealt he does have james blackman at quarterback so we'll see how he does they got rid of deandre francois i just don't think florida state's got it i don't think oregon's got it but you know who does got it alabama well alabama's always gonna got it alabama is gonna win the sec again against georgia again Mm -hmm. which i do think will put kirby smart on the hot seat because he's proven that he could get georgia to the game but has not proven that they could win this game see but it also depends georgia could also be a dark horse for the playoff again if they lose if they're a one loss conference runner up i don't know if that'll be enough because i'll get to when i talk about my playoff Mm -hmm. but i don't think Georgia's going to make it. I do have all four of my playoff teams. I have them going undefeated Okay. in their schedules. Okay. But I do not think that Georgia will go undefeated because they'll have to go through the likes of Alabama. And 
I do believe they played Notre Dame. Alabama? No, Georgia. Oh, Georgia. I can check for you right now, Kevin. Yeah, they played Notre Dame week four, September 21st. They played a strong Notre Dame team that made it to the playoff last year. If Notre Dame wins that game and they win out, I think Notre Dame could definitely make it to the playoff again. It's in Georgia, too, by the way. It's in Athens. That's a tough place to play, one of the toughest in the nation. But I do not think that Notre Dame will have what it takes to beat them. But I don't think Georgia has what it takes to beat Alabama. So we'll just have to see. Jake Fromm is a great quarterback, but at the same time, I think Tua Tungavailoa is way better. As DeAndre he, Swift, he had great f- running back. True. But let, let me let me give you this. Tua had 4,000 yards and 48 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He has Jared Judy, mm-hmm. Hun- Henry Ruggs, mm-hmm. and then the running backs, they have Najee Harris, a guy yes. who we met at Disneyland at senior night I when did. we graduated high school. Ryan Robinson, who not a lot of people know because he's been overshadowed by the likes of Damian Harris, Najee Harris, Jacob, or Josh Jacobs. And then they also have five-star running back Trey Sanders out of IMG Academy, who did get injured, but if he's able to play this season, will make a great impact. He did predict, predict himself to win the Heisman. That's not who I have winning it, but yeah. we'll see. Uh, yeah, Tua, 69% completion percentage. I mean, other than Kyler and Baker, that's the best out of the past 10 years. Yeah, Tua definitely went off last season. Um, I do think he's, if not the best, one of the best quarterbacks in Alabama's history. You have to factor in Joe Namath, but that was a long time ago. But the flying Hawaiian. He also said that he was glad that they lost to Clemson in the national championship game. That way he knows what it's like to lose, but... He's not happy that they lost. Nobody's happy they lost, but I do think it was a humbling experience for Alabama. Um, They were declared, I don't know if it was self-declared or just by the media, one of the best teams that Alabama's ever had. So that leads me to my my playoff prediction because I have, I'm just going to talk about my winner of who I have winning it all right now. I have Clemson winning it all again because they played Alabama's best team ever and they beat them. Very soundly. Like, it wasn't even a contest. I have Clemson playing against Texas, the one versus the four seed, Texas being the four. I have Texas winning out, being LSU and Oklahoma. You think Texas can beat Oklahoma twice? I don't know if we'll have to beat you twice. I think if we beat you once and then you guys drop another game, a team like Iowa State or a team like Baylor, who a lot of people are sleeping on, could hop in the the Big 12 Conference Championship and make it an easy route for us to the playoff. Okay. And then my two seed is Alabama, and then my three seed is Ohio State, who I do think will easily win the Big Ten if they have the quarterback situation figured out. But they could drop another one to Purdue. That's true. Rondelay Moore. If they drop another one to Purdue or another team like that, that'll be devastating for them because that's something that keeps happening to them. It's almost like when Clemson used to lose like one game a season and it was called Clemsoning. I think it'll be called Ohio Stating at this point because they have a lot of teams that they should beat and then they just end up losing to them by, like, 20 points, like Purdue. Now, say Texas and Oklahoma split one. Say Texas beats them in the regular season, Oklahoma beats Texas in the conference championship like last year. Could we see what has happened with the SEC in the past where we get one team? See, the problem, if if Texas beats LSU and LSU has a semi-decent season, Texas is automatically going to go in over Oklahoma just because that's a stronger... Um, non-conference game for them so I do think that it'll be like the Penn State situation I think it was two years ago or three years ago now where they won their conference championship but Ohio State who did not win their conference championship was in the playoff and they weren't 
I do think that if Texas beats LSU and beats Oklahoma one time, I think that's that's enough for them to make it in. It's but, also going to have to depend on how LSU does the rest of the that's year. That's true. But I do think LSU will be fine the rest of the year. No. I think I think besides their only loss to Texas, I do think they'll lose to Alabama because they always do. And now getting to who we have the, winning the Heisman, I'm just going to stick with the Clemson train right now, and I have Trevor Lawrence winning the Heisman. We're just going to skip over my college football predictions? I'm just saying who I have. Okay. You could okay. go. Okay. I just know mine are right, so I don't want them to hear the wrong one. <laughs> All right, we'll just go. We'll go to Heisman. Um, I also think Trevor Lawrence. He's got to win one. I don't think he'll get the Deshaun Watson treatment where he plays lights out and won't get one because I said to Caden before Trevor Lawrence even stepped foot on a Clemson University that he will go down as the greatest college quarterback ever. Which, which is an unrealistic statement. It's not unrealistic. It's he has I mean, one championship as a freshman already. If he keeps winning, and performing like the way he is because it's not even like he's game managing he's leading the team and now he, as a sophomore he'll be one of the people they rely on heavily even more heavily than they did last year i do think he'll go down as one of the greatest court if not the greatest Tim college quarterback Tebow, doug flutie no you're forgetting about all the guys in the past trevor lawrence will not only surpass them but he'll be better nfl quarterbacks than them i do think trevor lawrence would be an NFL, better nfl quarterback than tua tungvaluwa i do too i don't know if tua's got it in him but let's hear your playoffs. Let's hear, let's hear what Caden has to say. Okay, so the one seed, Clemson. Mm-hmm. Two seed, Alabama. Three seed, an undefeated Oklahoma team. And the four seed, undefeated, undefeated Oklahoma team. I'm I'm gonna say it's gonna happen. This is the year. It's never the year. And then four seed, winner of the Big Ten, Michigan. I thought you had Ohio State winning. No. I said Michigan. Wrong. Did Mich- I? Michigan is not that good. Okay, Ohio well, State's gonna win. And mo- well then do you- going going back to Oklahoma before before we dive into the Big Ten discussion right now, Oklahoma has five trap games on their schedule. The first one, I I, not in any order: UCLA, Texas, Iowa State, who they seemingly always struggle with. Kansas is a trap game for them. Because they have Puka Williams and then Les Miles, who I'm sure will definitely find ways to utilize Puka Williams, and then Baylor, who could figure it out by week. What what week is that? Like week ten, week twelve, week eleven? So you don't okay, but you're saying all these teams for Oklahoma. You think those teams have a chance against Texas? I do not think they have as much as a chance against Texas, simply because if Texas beats LSU and Oklahoma within the same like within three weeks of each other. I don't think Texas should have any issues with any of these Big 12 teams. One thing I'm just looking forward to, I'm already skipping past this year, is when Texas goes, like, 500, they they stink it up this year. Oh, God. And then next year, Texas fans, we're back. It's been four years in the making that you guys are back, and nothing's happened. Oh, I mean, we won the straight Big 12 championship. We beat the Georgia team that you guys couldn't beat. And don't say they didn't care about the game. We blew them out. Even though it was a one-touchdown result at the end, it was not as close. Who was in the playoffs? Who was in the playoffs? You guys won't... We have a better defense in Oklahoma, and Oklahoma will never make it past the first round of the playoff because they have no defense, and they won't win a championship. It's going to happen this year. It won't happen this it's year. It's going to happen this year. Clemson will beat the four seed very handily. Oklahoma will beat Alabama with a Spencer Rattler-led team. Spencer Rattler won't even be the Although, starting quarterback. it would... 
Gosh, I would love to see Jalen Hurts versus Tua in the college football playoff. What I'd, a story that would be. That would be crazy. But hopefully they can move past their week one loss to Houston, which I'm calling right now. I do think Houston, coached by Dana Holgerson, who Derek King is kno- the knows the ins and outs of Oklahoma football because he was coaching at West Virginia. Oh, he knows the ins and outs, but he never beat us. It's okay. He has a better athlete in Derek King, and you guys struggle with athletic quarterbacks. You, th- you think Derek King's better than Will Greer? He's a better athlete. Wow. wow. Will Greer was not a running quarterback. Will no, Greer could he- throw, but Derek King is fast. Derek King started his career as a wide receiver. I'm just saying our defense might shock people. Yeah, they're only going to give up like 40 points a game compared to their 45. Last year they were the worst good team defense in the country and probably the worst bad team defense too. So there's only one way to go. You can only go up from here. I mean, I would hope so. But if Brendan Riley Hides is your best player and last season he was told to grab some pine at the end of the season, I don't think that's a good sign. They're switching him back to cornerback. Which they should. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it's gonna be rough for him trying to cover Colin Johnson. Yeah, I don't think that he'll be able to match up with any of Texas's receivers. I think, which I don't think he's that fast either. But the only person that he would physically be in stature wise similar to is Devin Duvernay. But Devin Duvernay is like a four three four two type of guy. And then if you don't want him to guard a fast guy, then he could go guard one of our six five or above wide receivers. So it's it's looking rough for your defense. All this aside, all the debating aside, I am so excited for college football to start. College football is going to be great this season. Can't wait to watch the season, see how everything unfolds. Um, you can check out who else we have winning in like the group of five conferences on our Instagram at the the underscore win underscore column, and you could comment, subscribe to our podcast, and you can find us on SoundCloud. Thanks for listening. I want to talk about one more thing real quick. Oh, bring it up. Do Can we talk about who we think is going to win the other awards? The Biletnikoff Award, maybe? I think the Biletnikoff is going back to where it came from last year, and that would be Jared Judy from Alabama. Okay, I would say the top three contenders, CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy, Rondelay Moore. Rondelay Moore definitely has a potential win to Heisman. He's a dark horse for the mm-hmm. Heisman. Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely Purdue's best offensive p- player, and is someone that could definitely help Purdue be above average, I guess. Yeah, help him beat Ohio State again. That's true. That's true. And then you already said your Heisman winner is Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. And But then coming in second, third, two is going to be there. And then maybe some dark horse from a dark school. Dark yeah, horse school. It could. We could also see the resurgence of Khalil Tate from Arizona University, who many people thought was going to win the Heisman last year, but disappointed Disappointed majorly. Mm-hmm. Maybe his second year under Kevin Sumlin at Arizona will be very helpful for him, and maybe we'll see like a Johnny Manziel-type season out of him. Or maybe we could see like Derek King come out as a dark horse. That's true. Derek King, if they beat Oklahoma and win out, I do think that he could be a Heisman contender. I don't think he'll win it just because he goes to a group of five and not a lot of people mess with the group of five like that. Mm-mm. But other than that, we got a great season ahead of us. Check us out on Instagram. You can follow us each individually. You can talk about fantasy football, anything really. Tune in next week, Friday at 12, and we'll bring in something special. We're not going to tell you. Boomer Sooner. Hook'em horns.